All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm we're so gonna impressed get... with myself. Did, did you record that? Uh, no, I didn't. That's I, I started the recording just after you said that. So. <laughs> so you could say it again. Hey, I wonder when Talladega Nights came out. Does anybody you know, know? I think it was in 06, something like that. You know. Let me look it uh, up. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, August 4th, 2007. You're just a year off, Chris. God, close, close. <laughs> Very close. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so the budget for the movie was $72.5 million, and it, at the end of its run, it made $163 million. Pretty good numbers, pretty good numbers. But we're here Not to talk... Not too shabby. Not too shabby. We're here to talk about Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Uh... A movie that I've seen a few times, and the only movie that my two guests have seen, they've never seen any other movie except for this movie, uh, Chris Collier and Sam Costner. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> hi, guys. I'll That's good enough for me. It's good enough for me. So, when I first saw this movie, like, I think I was maybe like 10 or so. And you loved it. I did. I did love it because, like, <laughs> I think that's when I fell in love with John C. Riley because I always thought John C. Riley was a lot funnier than Will Ferrell. Who's that? Is that yeah, um, Cal Naughton Jr.? Yeah, that's Cal Naughton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you got to speak. You got to character names. You know, All right. You, you got to go by character names. I'm sorry. All right. I'll, I'll stick to character names. That is uh, Cal Naughton Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the shake and bake buddy. I you know the co-star actually, of the film. Yeah. yeah, I actually do know Sasha Baron Cohen, but that that's just because of Borat. That, that's literally the only reason. Right, and he plays uh, John Gerard, the uh, mm -hmm. the French Fumula driver. <laughs> um, you forgot a key uh, character development for him. Character development? What do you mean? That he's gay. Um, on, well, we can get that's in. Very, that's very important to the story. We we can get into that. We haven't even got into he has it yet. Gay dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. <laughs> and and his boyfriend is Conan's sidekick. So. Oh, is that really? I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is his name again? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Jeffrey is his name in the show. I think. Uh, in the movie. I'm, but, look, I'm looking it up right now. But I can't remember his name in real life, because I, I know he's on Conan's talk show. He's like the guy that, you know, is Conan's sidekick on the night, uh, the late show, or whatever it's called. Oh, where is his boyfriend? I can't, I can't find it. No, it's his husband, isn't it? It's his husband, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy Richter. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is the same guy. Yeah, stuff. Wow, there's so many connections here. So many connections. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm just gonna just go right into the questions for you two because I know you guys worship this movie. Um, that that is an accurate. That's an accurate quote. Okay, you guys do worship this movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, uh, whose performance is your favorite? Go, Sam. Probably. Uh... Probably Will Ferrell, honestly. I know it's cliche, but uh, it, he just really encaptures Fricky Bobby, and uh, I'm not really sure where I'm trying to go with this, honestly. I didn't quite prepare as much as I would have liked to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's easy. He's lovable. Yeah, yeah, he just really feels like blurs the line between uh, like. Immersion, that's the word I was trying to find. He really makes, like, you feel like uh, he is Freaky Bobby, and he's really immersed into the role. I really enjoyed that about how he played it. Do you think he accurately uh, portrays a NASCAR driver? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I feel like you're going to have to save that for the part where we just talked about, like, the overarching theme of the, the movie, because I feel like I could get into that a little bit. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll save that. Because, like, I... Like, from my point of view, I feel like Ricky Bobby is, like, he was a NASCAR driver in, in this universe, well, in the same universe as the campaign, so he he drove NASCAR, and then he retired, and then he became a politician. That's how I, that's how I look <laughs> I've at it. I've never seen that movie, but now I need to. Yeah. Well, I forgot that you guys haven't seen any other movies, but... <laughs> <laughs> we have 
one movie to reference. <laughs> <laughs> for, just, just, just for the record, just for the record, he's going to the bank. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, who's your favorite performance? Uh, I gotta go with my boy Cal Naughton, probably, honestly. Like, uh, I mean, I've seriously seen the movie probably over 50 times, and that's not even an exaggeration. And, like, of course, when you're younger and you just watch it, like, Will Ferrell's the, the star, and he does such a good job, but, like, I feel like every time I watch it back, I find something new with Cal Naughton that he just nails a detail. And, like, he has, like, that character development of just, like, that goofy sidekick that doesn't even know he's done something wrong. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, I love Cal Naughton. I've always thought his, his part was so integral to the story. <laughs> Shake and bake? No, no, never again. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so my favorite performance is also John C. Riley, uh, uh, Cal Naughton Jr. Um, there you go. Yeah, sorry. Um, I just think that, I just always thought that John C. Riley was a, a better comedic performance than Will Ferrell. Uh, don't get me wrong, Will Ferrell's very funny, but I just, I think uh, Cal Naughton is, now I'm saying by the character, John C. Riley is just more naturalistic <laughs> at that role um, when it comes to comedic roles. So yeah, I definitely like uh, John C. Riley more. You can tell which one about of three are big into other films other than just Todd <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so... The second question is, what is your favorite quote, Sam, from the movie? Or catchphrase. Uh, if Chris would like to go ahead and answer this one while I think about it. Chris? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, of course, you have your, your stereotypical shake and bake. Right. You, know, you got, um, if you ain't first, you're last. Like, those are the two that I think anybody that watches the movie is gonna, you know, know about and remember. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the one thing from the movie that I've always loved is that the opening text is, America is all about speed. Hot, nasty, badass <laughs> speed. Eleanor Roosevelt, 1936. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> always I... been my favorite thing, because like, right from the opening, it's like a joke, and I love it so much. And, you know, what's better about America than the hot, nasty, badass speed? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, immediately after that, you have uh, Reese Bobby racing down the road. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's a fucking amazing opening. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But, but, Sam, do you know which, which is your favorite quote now? Yeah, I think it's uh, when Ricky's at, uh, outside at his mom's house just taking a nap, and uh, his dad, Reese... Uh, he comes up and starts splashing with water and starts quizzing about stock car racing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, I say that's my favorite quote out of the whole movie. And uh, I can sit here and go back and forth to you guys for the rest of the pod on quotes of this movie, and I can't think of anything off the, off the top of my head. But the reason why, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> why it's my favorite is they get stuff accurate, like uh, stock car racing starting from Moonshiners, uh, outrunning the police and deciding to race each other and then a couple other questions he asked they get it all factually correct and that and it's uh the turning point in the character development for ricky when he overcomes his fears and gets back behind the wheel yeah honorable mention for uh dear eight pounds six ounce newborn infant jesus <laughs> don't even know a word yet <laughs> Special shout out to that because I was an eight pound six ounce baby. Like that blew my mind. Well, me too. No. Oh wow. You learned something new. That's why we love it so much. Yep. Destined from birth too. And then, uh, and then I've always loved. uh, I like the picture Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt because it says I want to be formal, but I'm here to party. (laughs) Yeah. The picture singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner not for the front row ever drunk <laughs> yeah I, I think to, think to go back to uh, Sam's quote is I think uh, I think Reese was like you got 10 kilos of uh, cocaine underneath your car boy Colombian bam bam yeah you're Columbia. Columbia fair and jail. <laughs> you're crazy I hate you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> then he finally gets them out and it wins it up. Don't try to scarf down all these lucky charms. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just funny that that's when he realizes that he needs to go back to stock car racing. <laughs> and if you don't too big red, then fuck you. <laughs> so I think I, I think my favorite I think I have two favorite quotes from the movie. I think uh, the one where he he goes back to stock car racing and he's going like 25 miles per hour. And then, he, like, the cars are, like, racing by him, like, flying by him. And he starts screaming. <laughs> and then he gets out, and he's like, Help me, Jesus! Help me, Allah! Help me, Tom Cruise! Tom Cruise, use your, use your Help me, Jewish God! Yeah, yeah. His crew members are just there on the wall, like, Ricky, it's embarrassing! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I think my other one is, uh... The uh, where he quotes uh, Colonel Sanders and he's like, "I'm too drunk to taste this chicken." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was... I've always liked the. I don't know if this is really a quotable part, but I always love the part where Cal uh, Naughton's in the car driving after um, after they had their confrontation. You know, after he got out of the hospital and everything, he took Carly. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cal Naughton's talking to his crew chief. And he says, Cal, Ricky's passing you. And he goes, do you think he's passing me in my mind or my subconscious? And he goes, no, he's actually passing you. That's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's a pretzel. <laughs> There's just so many good quotes in this movie. Um, and, then them, and then them asking why John Sean Gerard was asking why that jazz song was even on the, the jukebox. He says it's for profiling purposes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that part, I love it when uh, when when uh, John Gerard is talking to Ricky and Cal, and um, uh, Rick, Ricky goes, uh, uh, "What are you saying? Do you have like some kind of peanut butter on top of your mouth?" <laughs> and I always love that they're setting up the crew. Uh, the pit crew is sitting up at the bar talking, and he's talking about getting something for his grandma. And he says, "Get her a casket." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. Should we eighty-eight this year? <laughs> so uh moving on uh what is your favorite scene from the movie oh that's good yeah huh i had to think about mine too for a long time yeah i mean I, you gotta love the kiss scene like you know when everything comes together yeah um, but okay, I got it. My, my favorite scene is the scene where uh, Speed Network is introducing Jean Girard, and they're telling the story about him and his husband. And you know, they're talking about how his husband's no stay-at-home spouse, and he's training his dogs. And then you know, it cuts back to Speed Network, and they're sitting there with their jaws dropped. Like that—that <laughs> that is so perfectly like stereotypical um, motorsports fans in America per 2006-7, you know? You're right, you're right. <laughs> like, the thought of somebody being gay is just so far removed from the sport of NASCAR 2006. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam? I'm not sure if it's in the, like, the extended cut or, or what, because there are cuts in the movie where I haven't seen this scene. But mm -hmm. uh, the scene where... It's late at night, and this is after uh, Cal has moved into the house, and Ricky's back with his mom. And, uh, he's calling him to ask him about uh, how, <laughs> how to adjust the volume on the TV while he has the stereo playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that whole scene, they're just going back and forth being mad at each other, but they keep forgetting they're mad at each Why other. Why am I still talking to you? <laughs> I think your house is haunted. <laughs> All right, I'll call. <laughs> All right, I'll call you tomorrow. All right. <laughs> yeah, I love that scene too, where he hangs up the phone and then like there's like noises behind Cal and he like looks around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I think. What's yours? What's your favorite? Um, I think the two are the, the the scenes that are my favorite are probably um, the scenes with Reese Bobby in them because every time Reese Bobby's in there, there's always some kind of like there's always someone yelling, there's always someone getting mad at somebody. He's always <laughs> he's always causing conflict because he's such a like piece of shit dad. But <laughs> like I think the two that stick out is the one where they get thrown at the Applebee's. And then yep. the, the one where he gets thrown out of the school when he comes back to see Ricky. <laughs> and he's just like, 
uh, when they're walking. Man, you got big. What's it been? Three or four months? <laughs> Ten years? Ten years? I gotta lay off the peyote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I think my absolute favorite part is when they're walking out on the road and he's chasing after uh, Reese, and he's just like, "Dad, where are you going?" And he's like, "Does it matter?" And he's like, he's like, I live my whole life about uh, if you're if you're not first, you're last. And he's like, what? What the hell are you talking about, son? I was high when I said that. <laughs> you could be second, third, fourth, fifth. Hell, you can even be fifth. <laughs> hell, you can even be fifth. Yeah. That shit just that shit always got me. Like, and then especially when he goes to the the race, it's race day or whatever, and um, he goes up. He's like, yeah, he sells the tickets. <laughs> he's just like. These these Sir, three... these have been waiting for you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I got two. Who needs them? <laughs> yeah. Plot twist. <laughs> I, I I feel like they could do like a whole just uh, spin off or like prequel or whatever about Reese Bobby. <laughs> Reese. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like a pre sequel. Yeah. <laughs> or prequel. Yeah. Pre sequel. <laughs> pre sequel. That's what it stands for, right? Yeah. Uh, You're not wrong. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Um, all right, so the film is either, I'm not sure if the film is sponsored or they just assisted, but, but I'm going to go with it. The film is sponsored by NASCAR. Um, were you happy with the depictions of the sport? So this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with the, you asked Sam if the depiction of like a NASCAR driver from Will Ferrell was accurate. Uh Um, it's so funny because talking about this, I've never ever heard of a sport being okay with like you completely sat how do you say that satirizing you know what i'm trying to say though our, Making our, a satire of their sport and right. being like a hundred percent supportive of it because like they clearly take all of like the most exaggerated characters of nascar and turn it to a thousand and turn the homophobia to a thousand mm-hmm. and it's just like it, you can tell it's obviously just extremely exaggerated nascar mm-hmm. but it is all characteristics of NASCAR, and that's what makes it so funny, is because it is, like, they let them run with it, and I just can't believe NASCAR was cool with them, like, <laughs> calling them out for so much, just, like, blatant stuff, um, but it made for a great movie, because they assisted it so much, but like I said, I can't, I can't ever imagine being in a business position and saying, yeah, like, I think it's a good idea for them to just, you know, like, completely call out our whole entire, you know, sport. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Sam? Yeah, I, I agree with Chris wholeheartedly. Actually, it's pretty much the whole point I was going to make too. But uh, it was especially surprising to me considering the time it came out because it came out right at the peak of when NASCAR has been as big as it ever was or ever will be again. Right before it kind of started to fall, mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that they were okay to take that—I don't, I don't really know if it was a risk per se—but uh, to openly accept. The, the criticisms through satire at that peak. Honestly, and something sense. else, too, yeah. is that it was embraced by NASCAR fans. Like, you'll never meet a NASCAR fan that doesn't think that movie's hilarious. And that's and it's making fun of NASCAR and NASCAR fans. So it's like... Right. It gave the sport an opportunity to laugh it. at itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've always appreciated that because it's like, if you ever made this about hockey or something, like, I, I feel oh, like yeah, hockey fans would be... pissed as fuck, yeah. Yes, exactly. But, like, you make fun of NASCAR, and you're making fun of the fans, too, but the fans love it. Like, they, they see their own flaws, and they agree with it, and they think it's hilarious to point it out and make, a like, a very exaggerated movie out of it. It's kind of a beautiful thing, honestly. It is. Yeah, like, my take on it was that NASCAR was so big at this point that they were just trying to get their brand out anywhere. So they were just like, yeah. they were just like, oh, Will, Fer- Will Ferrell wants to make a NASCAR movie here. Yeah, you're big right now. You're you're a big SNL star. Here, take this and get us like even more fans. That's that's how I thought that they uh, they approached it. And um, I think it's funny that you guys said that because uh, I have a a, um, a little uh, fact right here, like little uh, what do you call it? Like little. I'm just gonna go with facts. Um, <laughs> Judd uh, Judd Apatow, who was a producer on the film. Uh, said that they would pitch jokes and were embarrassed when someone from NASCAR could come up with uh, better jokes and they, <laughs> they, they were driving cars at 150 miles an hour and they were still making better jokes than they were. So I always thought that was really funny. Oh, I'm sorry to go back, but just thinking of that, it 
the, the other scene that I've always loved is the one where uh, Ricky Bobby's in a crowd signing autographs and Dale Jr. comes up and uh, he's like, he's like, who should I address this to? And he goes, me, man, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I always love that they throw it like the most popular driver as a cameo. Like I always thought that was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so, yeah, I made my little eight-year-old heart whenever I saw that at the movie yeah. theater. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to, that, that's actually going to uh, spill right over into our next question. Perfect uh, segue, Chris. Um, favorite, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is uh, y'all's favorite cameo appearance of uh, either NASCAR driver or personality in this uh, movie? Is it, um, is it just I'll go Dale? first. I'll give you. I'll give you some time to think, Sam. My my Thanks, favorite sir. part was always. I love that they got the actual comment uh, commentators because they had Daryl Waltrip and Mike Joy doing the commentating, right. and that just added like such an authentic like feel. Because if you ever watch NASCAR, you know that Daryl Waltrip and Mike Joy were like the voices of NASCAR, especially back then. And, oh yeah. And so having them on to, to do the broadcast for Ricky Bobby and Jean Girard doing a race, like it just. <laughs> Like they're narrating the whole race, and it makes it so good, especially Mike Joy, because he's he's just a thorough professional, and it's funny almost to see a thorough professional in a sport of hooligans, basically. Um, so I just I love that they managed to get the broadcast crew in there because it just it just brought it over the top as an authentic you know authentic NASCAR movie, even though it's satire. Right. Chris actually took. Uh... <laughs> by mentioning Dale Jr. a second ago, he took my first choice. And by I mentioning the commentator just now, he took my second choice. <laughs> so for my third choice, I'm going to go with uh, some. I'm I'm not sure if it was a a real picker or not, but towards the end of the movie, when the crew is doing odd jobs and they're working for that car wash, yeah. <laughs> they have the car pull forward and they start doing a pit stop. You know, I'm sure <laughs> that's an actual picker. So I'm going to go with that as my. It's my favorite camera. Yeah, they sure. had to have had like an actual professional pit crew come out and do that. that oh no, so it just cracked me. It cracks me up every time I see that car pulls forward and then they start putting on floor. Yeah, yeah uh, Wikipedia says that Jamie McMurray was in the movie, but I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, he was. He was the guy that Ricky Bobby beat going in reverse when he flips him off and says, "Oh, oh yeah, got it on sale. Bought it at Target." Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I remember Cause, cause that. Because Jamie McMurray uh, raced the IKEA car back then. The, you know, number, or not Ikea, not Ikea. What was the name of that, that tool brand? Number 26 was the car number. I don't remember the name of the... Um, let me look Irwin. Irwin, yes. Yeah, okay. it was purple okay. and gold. I remember that. Yeah. Or blue and gold, one or the other. Blue blue and gold was the one that he raced in the, the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, See, I, have, I wouldn't want to be a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I'd have to go with, um, I'd have to go with the broadcast team as well because it's just... It's cool to see that they uh, they would actually agree to be in the movie and do something as silly as that. Like they didn't they didn't look at it as as them getting in the movie and making them less uh, uh, make people take them less seriously when right. actually commentating on races. So that was uh, that was that was pretty cool. Um, so, do you guys think this is the greatest racing film of all time? I'd say it's the greatest NASCAR film of all time. I don't know about the greatest racing film of all time. Yeah, I think there's just, in my opinion at least, I don't feel like there's very many good racing movies. Um, and and I love comedies. Like that's really the only thing that I'll watch seriously on a on a regular basis. Like it's really hard to get me to watch dramas or action movies. Um, so I'm always gonna be drawn towards the comedies, honestly. Um, so. In my opinion, yeah, just because it has that comedic relief while being authentic to NASCAR. Um, and and this was like, it'll never replace either because this was a time period where NASCAR was like very near and dear to my heart. And that's like when I, because I was old enough at that point to actually like fall in love with the sport. And this was also about the time that me and Sam met each other and we were both Dale Jr. fans. So we took like that was our bonding thing while we were at school. Um, so this will always be a time period that will always stick out in my mind. And it's just—it's almost like a throwback every time I watch it to 2006, 2007 NASCAR. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's also nostalgia for me at the same time as it being comedy, you know. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I completely agree. It brings back a crapload of memories from childhood because pretty much any time I go over to Chris's or to my other friend's house, the, the, the Bordens, like this would be the movie we'd watch every single time. It didn't matter if we had spent like multiple days in a row together that we watched this every single night we were together. Yeah, and Sam was the only friend that I had that watched NASCAR. So if if like 
I remember there were times that Sam would come over and we would watch. I think like I think Sam came over to for one or two Daytona 500s, mm-hmm. um, and we would always like walk over to McDonald's and Sam would buy his fries, and then we'd come back. <laughs> we'd come back home and watch the Daytona 500. Like that was like a routine for us. Like we, you know, it was a it was a good period of time for us in the NASCAR and how important it was for me and Sam's friendship too. So it's funny because like watching Talladega Nights, it's like. I immediately associate Sam because it's both of our favorite movies. It's you know, it's just such a big part of who we were <laughs> oh, yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I, I love the like one of the biggest things I love about the movie is the uh, the movie poster because it looks like like it's like you have you have Ricky Bobby on there, you have his wife, you have Cal, and then his his crew, and then John Gerard, and it just kind of look it looks like a like I don't know if you guys ever seen like the old NES games, but like. They would like go all out for the the artwork on the the, mm-hmm. the front of the NES games, and it just kind of looks like a NES cartridge, like one of those like really elaborate ones. And <laughs> yeah, that, that always that always stuck out for me. Um, do I think it's the greatest racing uh, film of all time? I don't, but I, I it's definitely top five. Like, for what's sure. your pick? What, I, I'm always curious because I I don't know of many uh, racing movies that I love. Um, I mean, I, I definitely like Days of Thunder better yeah uh, but probably my top my top pick for just racing in general it's probably uh one of the many racing like um racing films from like the 70s probably like from the late 60s and early 70s mm-hmm. yeah just just that time See, period yeah I've, I've seen days of thunder and it's a it's a pretty good movie I, it, it just doesn't hold that that special weight you know weight in my heart so it's not gonna I don't think he'd ever remember, but it, it was a pretty decent movie. I mean, there are some things that are kind of silly about it because that's the thing is I, I don't like a sports movie that takes itself seriously, but mm-hmm. then kind of blows it when it comes to the details. Cause it's funny. Cause like for them, I mean, there were some goofy things about Talladega nights, but it was, it was close to being authentic. Like, like when they do the slingshot, like you're not going to shift cause you're theoretically probably already in fourth gear. So I mean, you know, there's, there's some things that are like you kind of have to look past if you're a diehard motorsports fan, mm-hmm. um, but like, but that's a comedy. Like it's not supposed to be taken a thousand percent serious, but they still try to stay as true to the sport as possible. So when you try to watch something that's like ultra serious, and then they still have mess ups like that, it's harder for me to forgive personally. And because you know, like I said, if it's trying to be serious and if it's trying to have a you know a serious take on the sport, I feel like they should try to get every little detail as correct as possible and you should consult with people that are in the business and in the sport and i remember watching um it's been so long now i can't really pull out details but i remember watching days of thunder i thought about how many like goofy things there were that just like in no chance in hell would ever happen you know so yeah i've actually never seen days of thunder i'm gonna have to check it out i've heard of it of course it's yeah it's, it's not something you hear in the community all the time but I've never actually seen it. Yeah. Have you ever seen the pictures of when they were running? Because uh, they they had to film that movie during the actual yeah. race. <laughs> yeah, that I've is seen so that. goofy. Like, because they're running a race and they have all these camera rigs around the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy because there's just not a lot of movies that are about NASCAR or about you know the the origins of NASCAR. I think I think a while back, like maybe this past summer, I was watching. Um, retro uh fox movie channel which shows all like the b movies from like the the 60s and 70s and they there was this movie playing that was about the origins of stock car racing like uh the the deep roots that it had in moonshine running and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. and it was it was only like 70 minutes long but i don't remember being that good like it was kind of like kind of cheap and just kind of kind of boring but yeah like other than that this is this and days of thunder the only like like NASCAR movies that come to mind. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's really. What about cars, man? What's that? What, thing? what about cars? That's a NASCAR movie, right? I was just gonna say, if you count that, like that has to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because cars is good. Like I, I, I really love and enjoy cars. Yeah, well, the I, first one anyway. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie Driven? No, I've seen Drive. <laughs> Driven is like a, uh, I think it was supposed to be about IndyCar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it had Sylvester Stallone as like the main guy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I've heard of that. 
It was so bad. Like, if you talk to any racing fan, they talk about how absurd the whole entire movie is. Like, it is just so bad. Like, they gave no. Like, I'm convinced that they didn't ask a single race car driver anything. <laughs> like, they just completely missed, like, every little detail of racing. It's just hilarious. Like, to, to, to make a racing movie and to, like, with that bad, like, it takes skill to be that, <laughs> that bad on small details. So, are you guys familiar with the real world scenario of uh, the final lap at uh, uh, Talladega uh, from the movie? Uh, what do you mean? Like the there was an actual race that happened in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, Aaron's oh, four ninety nine. Yeah, I watched that live. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen the replay of that a hundred times on. Yeah, same. I loved when they YouTube put the, too. the music to it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out after the pod. I, I've never seen. I've never actually seen that. I I just found that out when I was researching about this movie. But because <laughs> yeah, it was such a bad wreck, and then he just hops out and runs to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was um, who who was the one who hopped out of his car? Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards. Yeah, he crashed after Brad Kozlowski made contact with his car <laughs> on the final lap. Okay. Wasn't that when Keselowski was like in the O two or something like that? The O nine, yeah. O nine, that's yeah. what it was. I knew it was an O something. I couldn't remember what the number was. Yeah, back <laughs> before he was like a proven guy. And then uh, Mike Joy commented on how it was shades of Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edwards was later asked about it on Larry King Live. He responded, "I'm kind of a Will Ferrell fan. He did that at the end of Talladega Nights." <laughs> That's pretty cool. Hey, Sam, I know this is random and off topic, but who was Kozlowski racing for then? Because I know in Nationwide Series at the time, he was for Junior Motorsports, but who was he in that car? Do you know? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I honestly. don't either. I, I don't know who gave him his start in the cup now that I think about it, because I think he's like the only person I've ever known that ran the 09. The only guess I have is Tommy Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. I, no I have no idea, man. That's, that's just a <laughs> shot in the dark. I'm just yeah. naming the, the first back marker team that comes to mind. <laughs> right, no, you so can carry on. I just had to ask him that question. Oh no, you're good. You're good. It's uh, it's more content for the pod. But um, so I'm just gonna look through ten ten things you probably didn't know about Talladega Nights. Um, uh, the movie was pitched using just six words, and those six words were Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver. <laughs> sold. It's sold right away. Um, so there were uh. Three of the sponsors weren't changed for their product placement in the movie. Do you guys know the three sponsors? Say that one more time. So there was three. There was three sponsors in the movie that didn't change their product placement. Like they were actually real life products in in the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wonder uh, Bread. No, I... Perrier. Yep. And Old Spice. Yep. That's the three. Damn! Look at that. <laughs> yeah. The three main sponsors from the cars. So that's the only reason I guess this. Yeah, because <laughs> at, at the beginning of the movie, um, uh, Will Ferrell's character, uh, um, Ricky Bobby, was Wonder Bread, right? Well, it was that. It was that laughing clown malt liquors at the beginning. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it I don't know what to do with bread. my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great sponsor, by the way. Yeah, that was a really good sponsor. Gotta have malt liquors on the side. <laughs> and it was even like painted kind of like a circus theme so cool um so at first NASCAR officials didn't like the title of the film uh, <laughs> they objected at first because once the title had been changed a few times they relented and, and allowed it to happen Interesting. Oh, so uh, apparently Steve Carroll was offered a role Farrell wanted to bring Steve Carell on on board since they starred in Anchorman together, but Carell had a scheduling conflict and couldn't make it. Oh man, that would have been really cool. Uh, some of the car accidents were real. Um, uh, this is the this is the second uh, racing film for John C. Riley. He played uh, Buck Breatherton in Days of Thunder. I do remember him in the, in Days of Thunder. I just didn't know his, the name of his character. So that's some uh, that's some fun facts. I do have a I do have a few more. Those were kind of bland though. So <laughs> they were kind of bland. Um, 
Uh, this was the first film that uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley worked together on and created their bromance for, you know, Step Brothers and everything they did afterwards. I've still never seen Step Brothers. Dude, it's, it's on Netflix. Dude. You need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could. It's not as good as Talladega Nights, in my opinion, but I mean, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, even me and Sam watched it together when I came out to see Jacob. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. If you ever decide to watch happen. another movie. I- I'll pull a Dylan. I'll add it to my list. Oh. Uh, <laughs> taking shot. Blow, blow. Yep. <laughs> Very hey, Sam, I looked Tech. it up, and he, it was for Phoenix Racing, and I do not remember them. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Phoenix? Uh, wait, wait. What are you talking about? Uh, the, the car that Brad won the, the Talladega. Um, racing where he wrecked um, Carl Edwards and he was in 09 um, he was racing for a team called Phoenix uh, Phoenix Racing and I don't remember them at all yeah. that's that's just what we're talking about Sorry. Oh, okay. so actual <laughs> actual NASCAR talk right now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah my computer froze so that's all the uh, little <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh. I can't Dylan's ultra reliable Virginia. <laughs> hey man, it's it's running it's running five programs right now. It's it's really strange. Dylan's currently setting it Dollar General trying to get some <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right, guys, do you have anything else to say about Talladega Nights? Uh, yeah, I got one more thing to say. All that right. I, I, this movie is what made me love Leslie Bibb as an actress. She she did so well in her part. Like other was, than uh, Cal- uh, she the team owner's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah, I, she just she nailed her part so well, and it's so funny because if you see her in any other movie, this is like polar opposite of anything else she's ever done. Right. But she just does so well. It's like the white trash gold digger. Like it's just so perfect. Oh, like, I, think I love the vibrations. The vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really like the scene where they're in the depressed box at Daytona. I think it was. Like, oh, my big race team. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I care. I care. <laughs> uh, we really didn't talk about his uh, his children at all, but I mean, kindly. Walker and Texas Ranger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of annoyed me, so I, I I didn't really particularly like them from the. Voice. I love them. Really. Yeah. yeah, I really You're like. About to get lot. smacked in the mouth if you don't keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are my grandchildren. You are right. I <laughs> did <laughs> the, the scene where they're running back around with the hose and anarchy. Yeah. You know, spraying the water in. I don't that's, know what it means, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of my favorite scenes ever. <laughs> I love that one so much. I actually have a change for my favorite quote of the movie. My favorite quote of the movie is when uh, they're all at the dinner table and <laughs> they ask the boys what they did at school. <laughs> and one of them goes, well, I threw Grandpa Jim's warm medals off the bridge. <laughs> Ride it on. <laughs> Teacher asked me what the capital of Virginia was and I told her, Washington, D.C. Then she got mad at me and I pissed my pants. <laughs> I'm still wearing my pee pants. <laughs> Uh, we, we forgot to tell you, Ricky. You got a lumpy butt. Uh, <laughs> we, we forgot to tell you, Ricky. Uh, Glenn died last night. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, wait. What the hell, man? Glenn, Glenn what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another really good. There's so oh many good God. scenes in this movie, man. There are. <laughs> like, you know, what I just recently, for the first time, ever went back and watched the extended cut, and like. Usually when I watch an extended cut, I'd usually I'm like, man, why didn't they leave these scenes in? Like they're really good. Mm-hmm. But like for some reason with the extended cut of uh Talladega Nights, and maybe it's just cuz I'm used to the way I like it and you know, I didn't want to change it, but there was like no scene in that entire extended cut that I'm like, yeah, this definitely should have been in the movie. Like the only part that I thought like maybe should have made the movie and it's funny cuz it was one of the most popular quotes from the movie and it wasn't even in the regular theatrical cut was when Walker Texas or I don't remember which one it is, the little redhead. He I think it's Walker. Um, when he was uh, screaming and he just like keeps going on for four or five lines about you know just screaming at somebody that be- I remember when I was in like elementary school and middle school like that was like a uh, 
like a ringtone. People would play that all the time. But it actually was in the the, the extended cut, not even the theatrical cut. Um, but I just thought that's funny because, like, like I said, that's probably one of the most memorable lines from the entire movie for people that were just casual listeners, and it was only in the you know the longer version. Yeah, I, I like uh, another scene that I really like too is when they they take care of some exposition like in five seconds when they're in the classroom together uh, when Ricky's younger and he's in the cat classroom with uh, Cal and they talk to each other. And he's like, "I love you, Cal," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be your best friend for the rest of your life." And like they take <laughs> care of that exposition so fast, like best friends forever. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no there's no build up of friendship. It's just like, "Yep, you're gonna be my best friend forever." <laughs> I love the guy that that's in the doing the you know fought, what are they, what is that called when your dad comes in and does like the career, uh, I don't know if it's like a career day or what yeah but career day anyways yeah the the guy that's talking about being a manager at Waffle House and he's like I don't really know what else I'm supposed to say uh, <laughs> man where's the commode because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's just like so like stereotypical North Carolina like <laughs> yeah where's the commode <laughs> yeah, uh, I do believe uh, that the mansion scenes were filmed in, ar- in and around, um, I think, Charlotte. Or, yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise I mean, that's that's like the home of NASCAR. So yeah, um, yeah, there are just there's so many good so many good scenes. It's so funny because I don't think I would have because I'm just not I'm not very detail oriented when I watch movies, even movies that I love. So I probably would have never noticed the goofs, but Sam pointed out to me back when we were in like probably middle school, like there's a few scenes where they'll be racing at a track and then they'll, they'll like show just like, you know, a B-roll scene and it'll be at another track. And I just think it's funny because like you wouldn't notice unless you knew NASCAR tracks really well. But ever since Sam pointed them out, like I catch it every single time I watch the movie. (laughs) Dude, when I was a kid, I was subscribed to Nick magazine and yeah. in one of the issues they had uh, a bunch of goofs from current movies Really, and, it, po- and it, it pointed out to me. Yeah, it was really interesting, but uh, it, it pointed out to me that in the big crash scene where he gets hurt uh, in the, they CGI did when, when he's flipping through the air, but right. they forgot to put the fig Newton sticker on it. And that's bothers yes. me for like yes. a fucking decade now. Yeah, yep. I haven't noticed that. Yeah, I I'm noticed gonna that have to go back lot. and look at that now. Yeah, and it was, isn't like the, the crash? Thing, the crash takes place at Charlotte, right? Isn't that where the, the crash happens? I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah. think they say majority at, at the of the yeah, it was Lowe's. Yeah, majority of the races were filmed at Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. and the majority of the B-roll comes from Talladega. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember there was like there was one scene where I think they used B-roll from like Texas Motor Speedway or something like that too. Yeah. Uh, it was either Texas or Atlanta, I can't really remember which honestly. It was one of those cookie cutter mile and a half. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, <laughs> They're one all the same. The one of the ones that's owned by the same management company. Yeah. <laughs> what is that called? ISM is that the company that owns I think it's that's the company that owns well, the majority of them. They did own them. Uh NASCAR actually bought them out last year. Oh, that's right. I didn't know that. Yep. I'm actually, Way too up to date on NASCAR news for somebody who hasn't watched a race in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm actually, that's one thing I'm excited about living in Texas is because I'll be like less than a 30 minute drive from Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, dude. Didn't that yeah. end up Shaman being like the out. most expensive speedway they ever built? Texas? Yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah, it's probably up there. They ruined it with the, the the reconfiguration of it, though. Yeah, it's only it's got terrible. one lane. Yep. <laughs> they are talking about going to uh, Circuit of the Americas. I think it is down there. Yeah, wherever yeah, it uh, is, it's in Austin. F one runs. Yeah, that's where. And I'm then uh, they're talking about doing a street course in Houston. I know. I saw that. I, actually, I watched the video not too long ago the other day by Slap Shoes, and he was recommending the the Texas Triple Crown, and I thought that was a genius yeah. idea. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but I thought. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was the only one here in the NASCAR <laughs> side of YouTube or not. Ooh, you got, you <laughs> no, got, I definitely watched it. You that, guys are both watching Slap Shoes now. That proposal was so good. Hmm? It, I, I said or, you guys you are both that? watching Slap Shoes now. You know, uh, Dylan, yeah. after you sent me that message, I actually went to YouTube and I'd been subscribed to him. I forgot I watched his videos on abandoned racetracks back like a few months ago because I think those videos are like six months old at this point. Right. And I remember I was like, ooh, I really like these. And so I subscribed. 
and then I just forgot I subscribed to him. Um, so then I, I just went back and watched some of his older like history videos because I hadn't seen those yet. And for some reason, they weren't popping up on my recommended. Yeah, uh, uh, but I was talking to I was talking to Zach about this. But you did you uh, did you hear about that L.W. Wright story? Yeah, dude, that was crazy. You know what happened? Uh, Sam, do you want to explain to him? You're probably more up to date on it than I am, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, so this this guy, uh, I think it was like 1982. Um, 1982 was it Daytona? It was either Daytona or Talladega, one or the other. Yeah, 1982. This this uh, dude going under the name L.W. Wright joined the race. Like he he got someone to. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that was the name, but I have heard of that before. Yeah, he got someone from, to sponsor. Like t- Tennessee too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he said he got like a big country singer from Tennessee to sponsor him. The country yep. singer was like, uh, who? <laughs> and they still don't know who he is like he, he he raced like i think he raced one lap and then he blew out into the wall <laughs> and then he just like he was just like fuck this and then he like left and people's people nascar uh had a warrant out for him uh i think a few race car drivers that uh funded his car had a warrant out for him and they still don't know who he is to this day it's crazy that would be mad if he ever drove a race car <laughs> <laughs> But I just think it's nuts that they can't find out who it is. Yeah, and, that is crazy. Like, especially for like being that close to the modern era, too. Yeah. <laughs> like they have to have a picture of him, right? Like they, like they had to. Take Surely. Pictures. Yeah. How sweet would that be though to trick your way into running one lap at <laughs> a super cheater? <laughs> oh, dude, it, it was such a good story. Even Zach liked it. I was like, holy shit, Zach is interested in this. <laughs> but left turns. <laughs> <laughs> Zach was like, Zach was like, holy shit, that's crazy, man. I was like, I was like, I was like, uh, is that no, no, that Sam, no, oh, Zach, Zach, that's Zach. Zach, it is Zach. <laughs> it is Zach. Yeah, <laughs> talk, talking about that schedule video, like that would be awesome to have the Texas Triple Crown between, you know, like you said, a Houston Street Circuit. And then Circuit of the Americas, and then Texas Motor Speedway. Like, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, it'd be sick. I think that's such a good idea. And then he talked about going to Bowman. Huh? He was talking about going to Bowman Gray at one point, and then he was talking about going back to Nashville Speedway, uh, you know, the, the short yeah. one at the fairground. I hate that I have to clarify that. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I was like, he and you, we used to the always go to the Speedway. Yeah, we used to go to the Super Speedway. <laughs> Yeah, the place just sits abandoned now. Uh, I tried to find find some info on it uh, the other day, but uh, they're they're looking at turning it into, I think, uh, either like an industrial park or just tearing it down. One or the other. It's actually kind of sad. Do you know when that was built? Because it's like mid two thousands, I think. I think it was okay. like early two thousands. I, I could be wrong. It could have been the nineties. Yeah, but regardless, it didn't really run that long. Like no, it only ran for like a decade or two. I don't know. I, I actually went back and watched a race from it the other day just because I, I, <laughs> I missed it. And then uh, and then I was watching. There's this Australian uh, YouTuber that I watch, and he, he just does mostly Formula One racing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been doing this series on a, on a game called Toka Racing, and I'd never heard of it. And it's mostly like... Uh, it's mostly like GT cars, but it has pretty much everything in it. And he's been doing a career mode, and like the career mode is like, you start out in one thing, but it gives you three options of like what series you want to run. So he'll be like, one series he'll run rally, the next he'll run dirt, the next he'll run, uh, you know, NASCAR, the next he'll run Formula something, next he'll run V8 supercars, next he'll run GT. So it's like it literally just gives you the whole spectrum of motorsports. And there was this one series he did where it was like. It, it wasn't NASCAR. I think they, they called it like the Dodge Super Series or something like that. And uh, it was just all Dodge, basically NASCAR builds from back in the day. And um, and one of the tracks they went to was Nashville Super Speedway. Oh, and I, I thought it was so cool because I was like, I had no clue that this game was ever in a video or this track was ever in a video game. That yeah, is me so either. cool. <laughs> it is really, really cool. <laughs> but that track was, it's not a bad track either. That's why I never oh, understood no, yeah, it's, it's it's a little misleading by the name of it. You kind of have to know about the fairground speedway <laughs> for it to make any sense. But right. uh, <laughs> the racing on TV there wasn't the best, yeah. lo- lo- looking back on it. But in person, dude, there's not a bad seat in the whole venue. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, racing in person, it doesn't really matter if it's a good race or not. It's still enjoyable. Right. And I really liked that it was a concrete track, too. Yep. Dylan, have you ever been to a race? 
Uh, I have not, and I live like I live near three of them. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you're you live in like the perfect area for NASCAR, honestly. Yeah, you I got, got Bristol, Richmond, Richmond, and Martinsville. And then I got Charlotte. Oh, and you got not Charlotte too. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I've I've been past them. Like I've drove past them all the time, but I've never actually right. been to them. Martinsville is really, like really good spot too. Yeah, you got some great tracks around you. Martinville is like South Virginia, right? Yeah, it's like um, yeah the border of North Carolina and Virginia. Yeah. Okay. I knew. I I knew. I went through that town one time uh, when I was going down to Wilmington, and Ooh, uh, a, and I remember it was just so interesting because like you could tell that entire town just exists for Martinsville. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure it, it brings in a lot of money for that town every year. Yeah. It's a good track, so. Uh, yeah, uh, I always loved uh, Martinsville too because when I used to play soccer when I was younger, uh, they had like, they had beautiful, uh, they had beautiful um, turf fields for our tournaments. Like, mm. they had like the nicest soccer complex, so that's why I always loved uh, Martinsville when I was a huh. kid. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. But uh, do you, is that everything that we need to say about Talladega Nights? Anything else, guys? I can't think of anything else unless you just have any more questions to ask. No, I just think it's weird that Will Ferrell always brings back Ron Burgundy, but he never brings back Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's with that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I have a fun fact, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in 2006, I got to go to the Aaron's 499, and Will Ferrell was the grand marshal of that race. (laughs) That's so cool. Really? Yeah, it ended up up, uh, getting rained out on the first day and he couldn't stay for monday for whatever reason so we didn't get to see him like give the commander anything oh, but, oh that uh, sucks apparently my mom was next to him in line for the bathrooms oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, just think if you're standing right next to will ferrell like that is just that's crazy yeah right I feel like he would be one of the more awkward celebrities to meet in person I have absolutely nothing to base that on but i just feel like he would be one of the more awkward people to meet in person I feel like he'd be the kind of guy to give you a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like yeah, one probably. of those self-aware comics where it's like, where it's like, oh, you ran into Will Ferrell. How great for you. You're going to be an asshole this whole time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen videos of him because he's, like, a part owner of LAFC, the MLS team. And, uh-huh. like, I've just seen him interact with fans, and it's so awkward. <laughs> he might so just, just be trolling. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. He just... I don't know. He just seems like an interesting person. <laughs> like, oh yeah, same. Like, like I don't know that he would be in my like top ten of people to meet. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I like him. I like him a lot. But I, I just feel like it would be a really awkward because I'm awkward. So it'd be a super awkward. <laughs> oh, I feel that. <laughs> I probably I probably would rank John C. Riley higher to meet than Will Ferrell because I think I feel like same because I feel like he would be pumped to meet people. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's he seems like a really nice dude, like really genuine yeah. dude. What was what was the, you'll know this? I obviously I won't. But what was the deal with uh, that movie that he and uh, Will Ferrell did together that like bombed like within the past like three years? Oh, you know what I'm talking about uh, uh, Holmes and Watson. Yeah. What what was the deal with that? Was it was it really that bad or what? So, I didn't see it obviously. So I went to see it in the movie theater because my brother wanted to see it, and mm-hmm. halfway through, my brother was like, "Yeah, this was a bad idea." And I was like, I was like, you're not wrong. I was like, you're not wrong, but we're, we've made it halfway through, so we're going to finish it. So we finished Damn. it. We finished it. And there was like maybe three or four good scenes where it was like really funny. But like other than that, it was like, really? You guys got John C. Riley and Will Ferrell together and you gave them this script? Like, really? Like, it just wasn't good. That sucks. It wasn't good. Because I remember they were really promoting that movie for a while. Yeah, so. usually when they really promote a movie, it's not. It's they think it's gonna bomb. They just want everyone to come and see it so they get the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, that was uh, that was our podcast on Talladega Nights. Uh, special guests Chris Collier and Sam Costner because they probably won't be back on again for another movie review. <laughs> 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 Unless they make a sequel to Talladega Nights. <laughs> then I'm all over it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for joining this podcast. Thanks for having yeah, me. No Absolutely. And see.